0: Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you as you grow your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Grab your notebook and a pen as we get right into the message. We're in a series right now that we're simply calling, Not What, But Who. And in this series, we're coming to a place... Oh, wrong screen. Hopefully they'll get that fixed. We're coming to a place of discovering what it looks like in our lives to... To move beyond the what. What, is, what do I mean by the what? Simply saying we are a Christian. Simply saying that that we go to church. Simply saying that I'm assuming it's a God or that you're a Baptist or that you're a Methodist or whatever you happen to be. It's putting a title over what we've discovered in our lives is, is that it's got to be more than just words, it's got to be more than just a label, but it's got to be who we are at the very core of our existence, what runs through the DNA of our lives. And I wonder for you today, if we were to really look at your DNA spiritually, what would we see? Would it be just routine and ritual? Would it be just going through the motions? Would it be just the activity of doing church? Or would you find yourself at a place that the very heart of God runs deep on the inside of who you are? See, through this series, we're taking the time to really dig deep. We're looking at some very difficult topics. Today, we're going to look at this idea that that as believers, as Christians, we have to be careful not to take our relationship with Jesus for granted. Have you ever been guilty of that? I heard a pastor say one time, he literally was on the platform of the stage, and he said, some of you in the house today have been saved for too long. You need to go out and backslide. And, And for a moment, I was like, whoa, back up the train. But what he was getting at was this. Some of us have been so long in the routine and the ritual of Christianity that we've forgotten the grace of God. We've forgotten the goodness of God. We've forgotten what God has brought us out of. So today as we dive into chapter 2 of the book of Hebrews, I'm going to challenge you just for a moment Step back and look at your life, maybe from an aerial view, and grasp a hold of where do I stand truly in my walk, in my journey with Jesus. Look at our text today. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It's so, so we must listen. We must listen very carefully to the truth that we have heard, or we may drift away from it. I want to break this, this scripture apart just a little bit. We must listen. What is listening? Listening is action, right? Listening requires that we do something. I can sit back, and there's a difference between really listening and just being present. Come on, some of you husbands understand what that means. We have this thing that we call the nothing box. You may not even know you have this. The nothing box is this. You could be sitting there, your wife can be talking to you, and it's just flatline. <laughs> Ladies are laughing because suddenly they're understanding men. This is how we function. There are moments in life when we're not listening to anything. Right? Come on, guys, give me an amen. So we've got to choose. To listen, but we can't just listen. We've got to listen carefully. This is the choice moment. This is I choose in this moment to go beyond just the nothing box, but I'm choosing to truly, carefully listen to the truth. The truth, this is the reality. This is what really matters. We're going to talk about this in just a moment. There's a lot of falsehoods in the world today. Yes, there's a lot of lies that the enemy is trying to throw our direction. Some of you are getting your theology from TikTok. Come on, somebody. Come on, don't get your theology from TikTok. But allow the word of God, the truth of his word. The Bible says to hide his word in your heart so you might not sin against him. Why is it important that we hide the Word of God in our heart? Because this is the truth that we can live by. This is the foundation that we build everything by. So we got to listen carefully. We have an action step. We choose to listen to the truth that we've heard. Or, come on, this is a, a cause or effect moment. If we do this, this will be the result. Or if we don't do this, this will be the result. If we choose not to take the action, if we choose not to listen carefully to the truth, we will drift away from it. Now, let me ask you, is that a problem? Is it a problem to drift away? Well, I don't want to answer that yet. I want you to pin mark that. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. You see, the author of Hebrews, he connects chapter 1 and chapter 2 by saying that we've got to choose we got to listen carefully to the truth if we don't do that we're going to drift away from it then he says in verse three do you think you can risk neglecting or ignoring the great salvation spoken to us by Jesus how can we be guilty of that I mean, if we're a Christian, if we're a follower of Christ, if we come to church every Sunday morning, how can we be guilty of neglecting or ignoring the great salvation that Jesus has made available to us? Well, we do that by taking who we are, where we are, what we have in general, taking life for granted and the author says the worst thing that you can do is take your salvation for granted. Why does he say that? Because he knows how easy it is for us to become indifferent to the things of God. Let me say that again. He knows how easy it is for us to become indifferent regarding the things of God. You see, indifference is a living life uncommitted to any one particular thing. It's like grazing. It's going to the Golden Corral and going up to the trough and taking a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We graze here and we graze there, and before we know it, we're completely full, but we realize we never got to the main course. It's allowing indifference to rob us of the life, of the spiritual journey. It's robbing the church of the joy that the Lord has set in motion for you and for me. You see, the danger here is that of neglecting our salvation. Now, understand, the author doesn't say rejecting the great salvation. He doesn't say rejecting. He's not talking to the sin-filled world. He's not talking to a world that's far away from God and encouraging them to receive salvation. He's not doing that. He's talking to the Christian, the churchgoer, the church folk. He says, "You've got to be careful. Pay close attention. Listen carefully to the truth. Let me ask you a question. At what point did you start drifting away? At what point did you find yourself walking slowly away from the things of God? At what point did your spiritual journey cool off? You're cruising along in your faith, and after a while, there's a sense of dullness a sense of apathy toward God and the things of God, or, or maybe you're finding it difficult to stay connected with God on a daily basis. You, you begin to drift away. You begin to graze a little bit over here and, and a little bit over there, and you miss the things of God. We begin to neglect spending time in His Word, We begin to neglect prayer. Other things become more important. We we begin to neglect our church attendance. We miss the opportunity for spiritual growth. And as a result, we drift further and further and further away. Now, here's the reality. The anchor hasn't moved. The foundation of the Word of God is still there. The problem is, we've stepped away. We've sidestepped the journey that God has set before us. I want you to understand this spiritual growth, it's not automatic. It doesn't happen by itself. It's not like you come in on a Sunday morning and you give your life to Jesus Christ and suddenly you begin to grow and you begin to prosper and everything is going great. No, it's going to take some hard work. In fact, there's four things it's going to require. Number 1, it's going to require that you want to grow. Let me see that on the screen. Can I see that slide? It's locked. All right, we'll just pretend it's on my screen. It's up there. You've got to want to grow. You've got to have a desire. You've got to have this want to grow, to mature in a walk. This is intentionally moving forward. Number two, you've got to decide to grow. This is making the choice, choosing, am I going to be hot or cold? What's it going to be in my journey with Christ? Number three, I've got to make an effort to grow. In other words, I can't be spiritually lazy. I've got to make the effort. I've got to do the hard work. I've got to do the work to show my salvation and watch it grow, to watch it mature. And number four, I've got to persist in growing. I've got to build that spiritual muscle. Truth be told, sometimes building that spiritual muscle hurts. If you go to the gym, I had this this plan in 2020 to get in shape. I realized that round is a shape, but it's not a good one. So so in January of 2020, I joined the gym. Great time to join the gym, by the way. Uh, About three months later, everything broke loose, but... I joined the gym in January twenty twenty. I was I was going every morning, I had a guy that wanted to meet me there at like six thirty every morning. So we started going to the gym and this guy had been going to the gym for a while, so his arms were kind of big and he's like, This is what you need to do and he, he put the weights on what I need to do until we start pulling down and I'm like, All right, we'll go and, and I'm going and it's hurting, it's hurting, but I'm going. He says, Just two more and keep going, and then the next thing he puts more weight on it and more weight on it. can I be honest with you? There was a couple days but I didn't want to shake anybody's hand. Because this motion hurt really bad. Right? Come on, anybody else been there before? In your spiritual walk, there's going to be moments as you persist in growth, as you persist in this forward motion with God, there's going to be moments when it's a little bit painful because suddenly some things in your life that shouldn't be there are going to be revealed. There's going to be some things that are brought to the surface that you've got to deal with in order to move forward as you listen carefully to the truth of God's word. You see, nothing shapes your life more than the commitments that you choose to make. Truth be told, your commitments can develop you or they can destroy you. But either way, they will define you. The choices that you make, the commitments that you make, they have the potential to develop you or destroy you. But either way, they're going to define who you are. They're going to define what's in the DNA of your life. The author tells us that we must listen carefully to the truth that we've heard or we'll quickly find ourselves drifting away. This morning, for the next few moments, I want to look at three warning signs. You see, sometimes you can be in the drifting process and not realize you're in the drifting process. I was in North Dakota a couple of weeks ago, and and one of the guys that was with us knows a guy that had a pontoon, and they wanted to go out on the Missouri River. And by the way, did you know that the Missouri River can actually be pretty? You would think, since it's called the Missouri River, it'd be pretty in Missouri. Not so. You go to North Dakota, the Missouri River is really, really pretty. So it shouldn't really be called the North Dakota River, but that's okay. They didn't ask me. So we're on the Missouri River, and we're on this pontoon. There's probably about 15 of us on this pontoon, and we're kind of hanging out, doing our thing, and all of a sudden, we're right in the middle of the Missouri River, and we start dragging on a sandbar. So the guy that owns the pontoon he gets out and he's he's pushing us off this sandbar but the problem is we kept drifting back into it. It literally took every single person, I take that back, everybody but one person on the boat to get off the boats to get behind I have pictures of this folks. My pants are pulled up to here. It was something. And we're all pushing this pontoon boat across the entire sandbar because if we pushed back the way we came from, we would drift back into the bar. So we had to go the long journey all the way across the sandbar to the other side to the point where we could begin to float down the river again. Some of us spiritually get stuck in the middle of the sandbar And rather than hopping out of the boats, we just ride the journey where we are. We fail to listen. You see, there was another pontoon that came up. We had kept trying to push this way, but this pontoon came up on the other side, and he said, listen, you can't be pushing back. You've got to go across it. So unless, if we would have failed to listen to him, we would have never gotten off. That We would have had to call rescue service or something. I don't even know who that is. But we had to choose to listen carefully to the wisdom of somebody that knew the waters. Can I just tell you, we know the one that knows the waters? God's got a plan. In fact, while you were still in your mama's belly, God called you by the name. And he has a plan and a purpose for your life. As you're going along, I want to challenge you. Listen carefully to the truth. So our three warning signs. Number one. Spiritual truths, spiritual truth isn't impacting my life anymore. If you find yourself at a place where spiritual truth is not impacting your life anymore, heed the call. Realize that's a warning sign that you need to pay attention to. Suddenly you're more intrigued by TikTok theology. Suddenly you're more intrigued by the social lies and the truth of God's word no longer impacts who you are. Our text today said, so we must listen carefully to the truth that we have heard, or we may drift away from it. See, when we have a deep concern or a care for something, we are going to pay attention to it. When we don't have a deep concern or care, we start taking things for granted, and that's where the problem begins to occur. A few weeks ago, I shared an example with you, Now, I want to share it again Today, because I believe it's worth repeating. One of the best examples of drifting away, of not paying attention, and not allowing the word of God to impact your lives is found in Judges chapter 1. Now, let me give you a little bit of background. The children of Israel had entered the promised land. They had conquered around 31 kings in most of the territories around. The Bible says that Joshua had died. We read that in Joshua chapter 24. And that Israel served the Lord throughout the life of Joshua, throughout the life of the elders that outlived Joshua. And they, they served the Lord through the time span of those who had experienced everything the Lord had done. And then we go to Judges chapter 2 and we read this scripture. Another generation grew up that knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Another generation grew up that knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And then in verse 12 it says this. They abandoned the Lord. What happened? They slowly began to drift away. They slowly began to forget about the goodness of God. They abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, who brought them out of Egypt. They went after other gods, worshiping the gods of the people Around them. In other words, they weren't careful. They didn't pay attention to the Word of God, to the truth of God, to what He had done in their lives. They took it for granted. Therefore, they began to drift further and further and further away to the place where a generation was raised that knew nothing of the things of God. Can I tell you today? The church in America is drifting that way. Come on. The church in America has drifted that way. Why? Because we've made church attendance optional, we've made relationship with God a non priority. We take our salvation for granted. Oh, we claim to be a Christian. Are you saved? Absolutely. I go to such and such church. When truth be told, last time we were there was Easter Sunday morning. Listen carefully. Don't be surprised when the next generation doesn't recognize the things of God. When they make church more than than just optional, When it's a non-priority, when it's not even a part of their life, because what we are tolerating, what we are messing around with, they're going to embrace and run with. Let me move on. Our second signal is this. Spiritual things lose their importance. Number one, truth isn't impacting our lives anymore. Number two, spiritual things lose their importance. Look what it says in verse two and three. For the message God delivered through the angels has always stood firm and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think that we can escape or ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? What makes us think that we can accept if we ignore this great salvation? See, for some reason, we have in our minds that believers today, under grace, can somehow escape the judgment hand of God. That we can just water down the gospel, that that real true Christianity is too difficult, that following the truth of God's word is too hard, so we'll water it down and make it a little easier to swallow. Come on. God's word has not changed. God's word's still the same. Church, hear my heart on this. I, I, I want each one of us to be on the journey toward God, not drifting further and further away from Him. Allow this to be the foundation that you build your life upon. Allow this to be the foundation. That you plant your roots deep into. That this is what brings the nourishment into your life. God's word has not changed. Understand this. Neglecting your spiritual walk leads to spiritual decay. And truth be told, spiritual decay leads to spiritual death. One little spot at a time. We're deceived in regard to the importance of the spiritual things in life. We begin to drift away, and before you know it, you're miles and miles and miles away from where you once were. It's theologian Warren Wearsby that once said it this way, it is easy to drift with the current, but it's difficult to return against the stream. I think you'll all testify to that. It's easy to drift along with the current. But paddling upstream, trying to go against the current is very, very difficult. Verse 4 goes on to say this. What about the spiritual things of God that I've shown you? What about the spiritual gifts that I've given you? How can you escape ignoring what I have created for you? Don't miss The opportunity. How easy it is for us to start taking spiritual things for granted and miss the opportunity to make a difference not only in our lives, but in the world around us. I wonder today, what have you allowed to become a priority in your life? What, what takes that, that first seat in your life, that, that first place in your life? I'm gonna challenge you, evaluate yourself. Maybe today, maybe you wanna take this week to evaluate, what is my life really based upon? What's the foundation that I'm clinging to, that I'm holding to? Have you allowed your walk with Jesus to be placed on the back burner? If so, it's time to reevaluate. It's time to refocus. It's time to relaunch your pursuits toward him. Maybe for you, the spiritual things of life have lost their importance. Look at our third warning signal. Your focus is on now and not then. Your focus is on now and not then. You see, our journey with Jesus can never be now focused. Everything in society today is now focused, right? I want everything and I want it now. I don't even like to watch regular TV because I can't fast forward through commercials. Right? Sometimes I'm sitting in line at the fast food restaurant and that line of the dry food just has taken too long, right? We want things and we want them now. We are now focused, but can I just tell you, your journey with Jesus Christ can't be now focused We've got to look toward the future. We've got to look towards what's happening. We've got to look at where we're headed. We've got to look at where we're going. We've got to hide his word in our lives. We've got to do that spiritual workout. We've got to grow and mature in our walk with him. Why? So that we can be what he's called us to be. So that we can tell others about him. So that the world may know Jesus. You see, we can't be so now focused that we miss the mark. Again, verse 3 says this, so what makes us think we can escape if we ignore the great salvation? You see, the intent of this verse, this scripture, is to let us know that there there is no other way of salvation but Jesus. And that neglecting that, disregarding that, will certainly lead to destruction. This great salvation was purchased at a high price. Now it's our responsibility to accept it, to treasure it, to apply it, and to take it seriously. The author emphatically writes it this way in Hebrews chapter six. For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened. Those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit. Verse five goes on to say, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come and who then turn away. They've begun to drift. They turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance by rejecting the Son of God. They themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. Why is it so difficult? Why is it even impossible? Because they've drifted, so far away the current in the stream seems more than they want to fight now this scripture is somewhat controversial because but I believe it has tremendous correlation to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3 what makes us think that we can escape if we are indifferent to the great salvation see it's not merely if I commit a great sin It's not if I'm a murderer or adulterer or a thief or a child molester. It's if we are merely at the point that we neglect, we drift away in our salvation. If we are indifferent in our spiritual journey. But grab a hold of this. You are not too far gone for God. That's not what this verse is saying. Don't misread this verse. It's not impossible for God to bring you back. Come on, look at this. But pastor, the verse said it's impossible. It's not impossible for God. The Bible says all things are possible for him. What makes it impossible is you. Come on. We find ourselves so far away that we struggle. We try in our own ability. We try in our own strength. And we struggle to come back to the forgiveness of Jesus. What is it you're focusing on today? Because truthfully, there's nothing more valuable than your relationship with God. And it's spiritual suicide to take our lives for granted and neglect the relationship with God. Why is it spiritual suicide? For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. We set ourselves up for spiritual separation forever. We're indifferent to the things of God, no longer are they important. We neglect them. We don't give them the time that they deserve. Spiritual growth is no longer important. And we find ourselves drifting further and further away. It's vital that we come to the place of ceasing to drift. Of planting an anchor in the truth of God's word. Lest we join with Matthew chapter 7. Verse 22, it says, on judgment day, many, come on, on judgment day, many, let me say it again, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I, the Lord Jesus, will say to them, will reply to them, I Never knew you. I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. What a sad day that will be. A day where the results of drifting will become a reality. Can I challenge you today, right here and right now, to begin to paddle back toward God? To make God a priority. To spend time in His Word. To spend time in prayer. To make church a necessary part for your life, but also for your family. Why is that important? Because we're not just playing church. There's a spiritual battle. Matthew 24 says it this way. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in the Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered the boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood began to sweep them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working in the field, one will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding flour in the mill. One will be taken. One will be left. So you too must keep watch. For you do not know what day your Lord is coming. Why would we choose to disregard or neglect the spiritual journey with God? And yet, time and time and time again, over the course of history, that is just what man has done. We've been focused on the now of life. we become consumed with the here and now, and we miss what's to come. I don't believe any of us get up in the morning and we say this, well, today what I want to do is I want to drift away from God. I don't think any of us would do that. But the sad reality, that's what happens. See, nothing shapes your life more than the commitments that you choose to make. I stated it earlier, but let me say it again. They will either develop you or destroy you. But either way, they will define you. So today, would you make a commitment A commitment to return to God? A commitment to allow the things of God to to have an important level in your life, a priority in your life? Would you make a commitment to God today to say, Lord, no longer do I want to drift, but Lord, I want to pursue you. I want to move toward you. Because truth be told, you're never standing still. You're either moving toward him or further away from him. What's that look like in your life? Are you willing to do the hard work? Are you willing to pursue him? He paid the ultimate price for you. And he stands at the door of your life. And he simply says this you follow me? Will you let me into your life? Will will you let me be a a high priority in your life? Because he's got a plan. And he he wants to bring you along with him. So today, If you're tired of drifting, I'm going to challenge you. Take a giant leap toward him and watch what he begins to do. Would you bow your heads with me today? Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to you.